Hello, and welcome to the reading room. This is Kate, or Miss Lemonade, on Twitter, and today I will be reading A Feet Equal by Ishkebibble Bafflegab, Chapter 11, For Fucking Keeps. This fic is rated for mature audiences. Please see the AO3 link in the description for additional tags. A glacier massive eruption of ice cascades out of the upper atmosphere fashioning itself into a glistening spiral chute to catch the figures as they plummet and lugging them to safely on the roof below. When they land, Deku and Todoroki stand before him, the former setting a shimmery-skinned, platinum-haired woman he identifies instantly as shrink wrap on her feet, the latter carting around an unconscious, blue-bob teenager in froppy pajamas. He surmises the kid must be the portal quirk user he ordered, and makes a mental note to remit an official commendation on her behalf, even as his chest wrenches something fucking awful at the unbidden memory of the kid he couldn't save. Bottling that shit up for later, or ideally fucking never, Kotsky redirects and finds himself torn between two wildly conflicting impulses. On the one hand, he'd really love to rip into Deku for taking his sweet-ass goddamn time getting here. On the other, Uraraka is out of time and counting on him to free her up to release her quirk, fucking stat. He settles for shooting Deku a scowl steeped in poison, and bows over Uraraka, sweeping sweat-drenched whirls of her hair out of her face, and the fat gobs of accumulated tears from her still-closed eyes. Cavalry's here, he reports. Time to quit this hellhole. He slips a hand under the base of her skull, bands an arm gingerly across her back. Ready? The question's rhetorical, meant more to signal she should brace herself than to request permission to pick her up. He's going to, whether she's ready or not, and she's visibly fucking not. In fact, as he lifts her, gently and oh-so-fucking-careful, she chokes on a scream, heaves like she's about to spew, appears to swallow back whatever was about to come up, and then spends several seconds moaning in weary agony. Steady, he reiterates. Uraka doesn't respond. She's completely limp now, utterly fucking helpless, and he hates it. Kotsky scoops his arm under her knees and tucks her face against his chest, unbothered by the prospect that she could blow at any minute, and looks to Deku to give the go-ahead to shrink wrap, only to come up short at the expression Deku's wearing. Deku's already nodding at the freelancer, who cackles insanely as she cups her hands before her like she's begging for alms, and blows a gauzy bubble into the makeshift cradle of her palms. Meanwhile, Deku's gaze is target-fucking-locked on Kotsky and the curled, whimpering form in his arms. Kotsky watches tears well in Deku's eyes, solemn concern for Uraraka's well-being, interbreeding with some obnoxious species of wibbling-fucking jubilation. As his lip curls and his hackles rise, the nerd's mouth pulls into a watery smile that stretches from one ear to clear across the shitting city because of course this freakishly perceptive asshole immediately fucking knows. So much for keeping this on the down low until they've had a chance to pound out the details of their new arrangement in private. Although, Uraraka and Deku being what they are to one another, read co-founders of the tell-each-other-fucking-everything club, there's no way this shit could have stayed contained long anyway. He tuts in aggravation and pockets his murderous intent for present casting his glower elsewhere and lighting onto Mr. Through-the-damn-match, tensing when Todoroki's cocked brow and shitty grin suggest he knows, too. Which is... fucking what? 
Since when did this dense piece of shit get a fucking clue? Is it that obvious? Breaking in on his turmoil. Get ready to jump, boys, comes the startlingly loud and theatrical voice of the freelancer as she holds aloft a hollow yet solid-looking diaphanous orb and strikes a pose like she's about to perform a fucking soliloquy. The registry's about to go bye-bye. Then, deliberately, not waiting for them to cheese it, she smashes the bauble down onto the roof, and exactly like last year in her ISS livestream, the thing pops soundlessly, which he'd mistakenly assumed was the fault of her being in the vacuum of space, disappears, and following a second of inactivity, balloons outward from an unknowable central point to encompass the entire structure. Katsuki and Todoroki are already airborne and flying for the nearest building by the time Deku grabs shrink wrap by the waist and frantically leaps, right before the monster fucking bubble contracts to wrap the registry. And like that, in the blink of an eye, the quirk registry is gone. Three things happen after they touch down on the next closest rooftop. First, Katsuki props Uraraka up beside a fire exit door and hastily presses the tips of her fingers together. Second, Uraraka exhales, release, and promptly dives right to empty the contents of her stomach. And lastly, as Katsuki is bracing her and hurrying to hold her hair back, Todoroki's voice sounds directly in his earpiece. Who had this month? Half and half wonders with deadpan frankness. And initially, Katsuki's lost not to mention confused about why Todoroki would activate his calm to talk to him when they're standing literally in front of each other. It soon becomes all too horrifyingly clear. One after another, the line fills with a chorus of shocking pronouncements. Oh, crap, baskets, did I miss it? Adriel whines. Truly, congratulations, Ponytail extols. I had next month, Hanta laments. Achako-kun, Bakukun, I commend you both on your courage and wish you many happy returns. Four eyes. He continues, Alas, I had last month. Deku, who's landed somewhere else after having taken the dive to catch the now toy-sized registry, I didn't have this month, but I'll be collecting a cut of the side pot since it happened on the job. Ashido, who's not even on the mission, somehow gains access to this closed private channel and shrieks at ear-fracturing pitch. It's possible he imagines that last one, or that he's simply having a prescient flash of an annoying future. Last but not fucking least, I'll be accepting my check-in person. Motherfucking wiretap. All proceeds will be going to your local deep dope merchandiser, thank you. Katsuki is going to murder every last one of them. In a cab on the way to the hospital, Uraraka's laid across his lap, staring up at him with, fuck, this'll take some getting used to, dopey adoration. She is grinning sweetly, a certain lingering, eerily, fifty shades of fried kaminari to the vacancy of it. Boy, what the hell, he grouses. Stop making that stupid face. She pouts at him in a goofy, endearing kind of way, which makes him want to kiss her all the fuck over again. Your face is the stupid face, Uraraka insists, and how his brain interprets this as clever is beyond him. Without heat, count yourself lucky, your damn invalid cheeks. In the sleepiest smug imaginable, her eyelids fluttering shut. Thought I was a chaco now. 
Kotsky smirks to himself, lacing their fingers together, staring down at her in quiet awe and spinning out across a landscape of a thousand, a million, a lifetime of possibilities, all predicated on her. This time, he's not afraid. This time, he's not going to run away. This time, he's playing for fucking keeps. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.